Welcome to the Barncast. Just gonna talk about stuff sitting in the Barncast. We're with friends. With all our friends. Barncast. Welcome, welcome. One and all. Season three, episode twelve. Trelfs, trelf, trelf, trelf. I feel like the dog Muppet, like the brown Muppet dog would be like Ralph. I think it was Ralph, wasn't it? Was his name Ralph? I think the name might have been Ralph. That's where I was coming from. Of the Barncast, we're very excited to have you with us. My name is Ben Drew, and I'm joined by Alex Ritchie and Tyler Smith. And there's no Benton this week, but I'm sure he'll be here next week. Yeah, we had a good week last week. We all want to get back in the game. Yeah, that was fun. I enjoyed that quite a bit. I'd do it again tonight if we could. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to just do the best we can to move on. I think we still should Skype him in at some some point. Yeah, the technology. That's how we did over the pandemic. We did all distance podcast. Nice. Quality wasn't as where we'd hoped it would be, like sound-wise, but... I just assumed you were going to break all the rules and... No, no, we practice what You're, we preach here. We would need Wi Fi. We'd need wife speed internet. If you have like, wife speed internet, wife, wife speed internet. What is wife speed internet? It's very fast. It's very, very, very efficient. It's very, very fast. What's wrong with you guys? You guys don't, you guys don't do that? Do what? The wife speed? <laughs> no. I don't even understand what's going on right now. Is this a Plymouth thing? Oh, yeah. It's really good. It's yeah. all the rage. Is it from East Link? No. It's wide speed internet. <laughs> I don't even... Okay. I hope some of our listeners... Call, okay. I From last week, I would like to appreciate the people that contacted me about like, hey, I get those references. So Was that anybody? Did anybody yes. get those? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank good. you, Jeff, or Jeff McGray, because you received the, the Warrant Cherry Pie reference and, uh, and, and many others, which I really appreciated. Yeah, and, he's, and back, he's a big uh, vanilla ice cream guy too. Going back, well, after immediately after you told me that everything in the in the Tiger Woods thing was a golf pun, I like I went back to him. Oh my god, it was! Oh yeah. But in that moment, I had no idea. No, they were eloquently disguised. Yeah, I think you have to emphasize your words better. Yeah, you kind of just like throw it in there, right? Oh. All the same tone, but I mean that's effective. It, it got yeah. just funny. Two layers deep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Two layers what, deep. So now everybody knows that they have to listen to the podcast twice just for Tyler. Exactly. Oh, yeah, there'll be YouTube videos about the Easter eggs. <laughs> <laughs> there's Tyler. Like, there's Surface Tyler, and yeah. then there's Meta Tyler. Watch Mojo. The, <laughs> Watch with Mojo. The recap Top, of 10. The Top 10 Tylerisms of episode 12. <laughs> Do you want every episode? <laughs> Even yeah. when he's not there. And they're all 35-minute episodes about <laughs> some weird bullshit you say. <laughs> this one doesn't mean anything. Yeah. So I, like, I like that you've upgraded, by the way. So Tyler came today with another dairy product, but he, he did not bring you milk. No. He brought you. Brought you some yop. Yop. Once you yop, you can't stop. I know. I put one of them in your uh, jam jar. <laughs> Smuckers. <laughs> Yeah, right in there. It was, hard, it was hard to get it in. That, that, may, that may have been my idea. I'm sorry. Yeah, we'll put it, we'll, we'll get a picture and put it on social media. It is really funny. There wasn't much left, but you know what? It took a lot of effort, so I hope you I'm appreciate it. I suppose you didn't hear him like smashing the yop into the Smucker's jar. I heard banging, and I was just like, and you guys laughing, and I just, yeah, whatever. 
Something's breaking. <laughs> you shouldn't be that cavalier about your new house. It's so fun to be 36 and go over to a buddy's house and do antics. Yeah. Yes. And not have, like, well, there's consequences, of course, but it's just a jar of jam, guys. Yeah. yeah. It's a jam jar. Jam jar. Jam jar. With yup. Yeah. <laughs> now with yup. Was it at least the same yop as the jam? Was it strawberry? Oh, the strawberry flavor. Oh, there we go. Yeah, That's so meta. There's, there's a... I wonder if I leave it in long enough if the jam will infuse through the plastic and either I could just eat the whole thing, like Jim's plastic Moses? and all. <laughs> so it's when strawberry flavor passes through an impermeable... Membrane? Membrane, yeah. Janus Moses. I like that. Yeah. That's right on the mojo list right there. That's it. That's one. It's in a book. Take one. Take one, folks. Take one. <laughs> so How are your weeks, guys? How are your weeks? My week's been going all right. Um... I am getting new gutters. That's about the most exciting thing in my life. That's step one to getting out of one of them. Boo. <laughs> uh, so you, you, you had better work. Did you ever? Did you ever see the? Uh, did you ever see them be created? Did you ever see them come off I the know truck in the big one piece? No. Well, don't they have like a machine that they fold the aluminium? Oh yeah, it's wicked. It just feeds right through and just goes boop, right into shape and it's yeah. magic. I did not. I, where have you seen this? When they put them on our old house. Oh, oh, you, you've seen this then? Yeah. Okay. I just have like the vinyl. Is that what it is? Is that the material? Vinyl gutters? Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're is, also... Is it a resin? <laughs> <laughs> is it an epoxy? How the fuck am I supposed to do this? <laughs> We're just trying I'm to not, make them I'm real not, uncomfortable here. Folks. I'm not a gutter specialist. <laughs> I do know that you shouldn't just nail them into your roof, which somebody... Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> they were just nailed in, so they were just, like flying about during like just the hurricane. Yeah, one currently I haven't fixed because we have, like a, I need like a twenty foot ladder to fix the one above my son's like bedroom window. So it just like flops up and down all the time. He just, doesn't notice. He's fine. Just oh, waves good. at the people in the street. What a friendly house! Exactly. Hello, house. Hi, house. <laughs> How's your week been, Tyler? So far, so good. Haven't had any major injuries. Well, that's good. Some well, minor ones, though? Yeah. Yeah, I'm walking weird. But I've been doing some stretching. I, went, I was refereeing last week, and I ended up... I'm getting, like, I'm, getting, like, I'm getting old, so I've got these rickety hips on me. Like I don't dance like I used to, unless Tina Turner's playing. But she, you know what? To Tina's credit and mine, her hips don't move either. Watch a video, Tina Turner. Just legs. All legs. Yeah. Well, well look at the shoes she wears. They're like huge heels. But like, if, if Better Be Good to Me comes on... You're going to see me cut a rug. However, um, yeah. Doesn't I, she have a song with Dancer in the title? No, Private, Private Dancer. dancer. Yeah, That's Dancer for is. Money. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. And then there's Tiny Dancer. That's another yes. dancer song. Yeah, by, by the guy from uh, Third Rock from the Sun. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. What? Yeah, he did that on uh, Jimmy Fallon that time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh. Totally Joseph, stole it away. Yeah, Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. Remember, did you watch Third Rock from the Sun when it came out? Off and on. It wasn't it a wasn't, thing that I actually no. watched. I don't I think it was that French funny. Stewart. There's a, I haven't yet. What has he done? I don't know. Other than Third that Rock show. From the Sun. Yeah. That's about the most obscure. Like I'm trying to get on your level, Tyler, of like weird actor references. Mm. That's as good as it gets for me. French that's, Stewart's good. Yeah. That's, that is that's a really, really good one. You're welcome. See, I'm trying to now now that Ben's not here, I'm starting to get like odd man out with just weird eighties shit. I mean, that's not 80s, but 
But it was like we're just that yeah. much older than you that we would remember. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. So Ben and I are the same age. You two are the same age. So this is unfair. Who did we get into the other day? I, was, I started going down the rabbit hole about Lacey Chabert. Yes, Party of Five. Yes, and uh, and she was she worked on a movie with. She did a couple Hallmark. It movies, was didn't she? It, it was a reference to Ready or Not from our yes. previous episode. Yeah. So Ready or Not, it was busy. Her friend Amanda mm-hmm. is into doing those videos, those movies, and uh, and she was in one with Lacey Chabert. Good for her. And be, be, Ready or Not, as uh, it's, they're making a comeback. Are they? Yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> I you. have no idea what sort of. Maybe it's going to be like middle-aged woman issues, but uh, or maybe they have kids. Maybe it's going to be like girl meets world. Oh, there we go. Like the round two. They've been, they've just gone full cycle. Yeah, that but if you sense. can't resurrect boy meets world with Topanga, ready or not, going not going to work. No, that's fair. However, good on Busy for championing the lesbian cause. She she took a lot of praise for pushing that. In back in the day in the 90s. That was a big deal. I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> Did you know Punky Brewster is coming back? What? Yeah. There's a new Punky Brewster show. No with way. her as like an adult. But is is the dude dead now? Like it's, is, or is, yeah. Is she going to have a British accent and white hair? Like I don't. I didn't see him in the. I obviously didn't watch the show. I'm sorry. I think it's only a promo and he's not in it like at all. And they don't address it. They're not like, and he's dead. They don't mention that. It's all yeah. like kind of which is, silly, which is sitcom-y. Natural. Yeah, makes sense. But yeah, totally. Punky Brewster's coming like, back. So I used Soleil get... Moonfry, was that her name? Mm, yeah. You're right. Do you remember the... Um, in PEI, did you ever have uh, free preview weekends? So when you had cable, we used to get like TBS, WBZK mm-hmm. maybe, and then like the Family Channel. Just, oh, yeah. Just for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And it would it would come on like Friday evening and they would cut it off like... Yeah. Not Sunday, but like Monday after you go to school. So I, like, I was the nerd getting up and like, like naturally five o'clock. You don't leave. You don't. You leave still school do that. I, I, I do it. Yeah. So yeah, I always did. But I'd be, I'd be like, is it still on? And you get up and watch these shitty. Like I'd end up watching the news in Boston just because I'm like, because <laughs> oh, it's free. Because you don't normally get it. Yeah, yeah. How exotic. And then like 1960s cartoons like Underdog. Like ones that you've never ever heard of, and uh, Underdog yeah, was a was great a, show. Underdog was terrific. Yeah, and Punky Underdog. Brewster was on there. Yeah, uh, Johnny Quest was a whole bunch of. Oh yeah, I love Johnny Quest. Sim Sim Celibate. Yeah. We yeah. had a old Sony TV that was like when I was like prime age, like grade four or five or something like that. That was so old that we just didn't get certain. Like the the TV itself couldn't go up past a certain channel. So, like, Fox was Channel 49, so we, we couldn't watch Channel 49. 49 just didn't exist. Wait, was on it the a TV. dial? No. It had, like, a remote, and it was, like, a normal TV, but it's it just didn't get those channels. Not enough memory or whatever. Yeah, it was Computing brutal. And Dad's like, this is fine, because all he wants to watch is, like, the news. He's one of those dads. Uh-huh. Like, Dad, I'd like to watch some cartoons. Here's the news. Thanks, Dad. We had a TV like that that uh, when I hit adolescence and... Uh, once mom figured out that Blue New Eagle yeah. had Channel 55. Or <laughs> I was just 38. Well, then you, she's like, well, this can't happen, child lock. And then, like, a year later, TQS would get moved over to 68. We're like, oh. And then, like, so, but now. And then you get Showcase and, like, Red yeah. Shoe Diaries. Yeah. <laughs> Anything with David Duchovny is going to yeah, be exactly. just absolutely off the wall. But, uh, Especially X-Files. Yes. Just X in the name. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I Triple assume X that's files. what it is. <laughs> no, but that that TV was like our video game TV, even like later on. Yeah. And then I'm like, and then you're flicking through like oh, 55 is still child locked. <laughs> What's the You're like 24 like, years yeah, old still nobody trying. knows how to undo a child lock on like a 1990s television no yeah that just doesn't happen we uh, my parents never knew how to do that and that would just always catch me at like 1 30 in the morning on a friday night he's like doing? what are you doing and he knew what it was he's like just go to bed alex I was like sorry speaking of friday nights this podcast is brought to you by the heritage breweries Feels so good, it'll make you take your schnitzel to the disco and party, party, yeah. So, yeah. That's it. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> <leave it back. laughs> I'm getting better at my segues, though, you know? That was good. Yeah. I, yeah, that was well done. I still wonder how you uh, how you do that with your voice. It just makes me think of Alex Wright from WCW in the 90s. Yeah, me too. That's actually where I learned it. Good. <laughs> But yeah, so we're uh, this week we're sipping on a little pineapple wheat, which mm. is uh, one of the my top favorites. It uh, is good. It's awesome. It is nice very and di- sweet. Uh, yes, um, but not overly. It's just got like a nice sweet aftertaste. Yeah, and mm. it actually has that pineapple taste that yeah. everybody loves. You and, think they just buy like a bunch of pineapples and just soak the beer in it? So how do they make it? I don't know. You know how you infuse vodka? You just put like a bunch of cranberries in the vodka, and then a week later it's cranberry vodka. Oh, see, I. Don't know anything about vodka. Never usually lasts that long in my. <laughs> <laughs> your your uh, bulls blue lasted a long time until we were there. That's true. That's yeah. true. And the sourpuss, not I, so much anymore. I'm I assuming you haven't touched it since. Those are in the back. Yeah, I'm waiting for you to come over again. Okay, I will. <laughs> I, I normally of all the shots I drink, not normally would it be a porn star shot. You're a fancy boy. No, porn stars <laughs> are not fancy <laughs> drinks. Burt Reynolds only. Burt, yeah, Burt Reynolds are tasty. I like those. But yeah, so, so sorry back to heritage. Oh yeah, so once again they got their new beer out now. It's been canned. If if you follow them on Instagram or anything, I saw the footage of them doing the canning process. It was pretty cool. So you can check that out in the liquor stores. It's the Norseman, and look at their cool fancy design that was designed by Yarmouth Elementary. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. No. I can't. I can't lie about it. No, we're just recycling that again. <laughs> yeah, no. We I, definitely thought I was gonna be like, and I designed it. Nope. It's like the best design ever. By me. It's a picture of a bearded man with glasses. I, uh, I'm actually opening up a studio called Designs by Ben. Oh, that'd be good. And I only whisper to people. Just to creep them out. Yeah, I'm like, welcome. Right, right in their face. And all it yeah. is is like a black room with a lamp in the middle of it. And I just go, Designs by Ben. What wattage <laughs> would the lamp be? 60. Okay. 60 amps. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, you can look forward to that. I'll be moving down on Water Street next to Genesis Interiors. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, not a slam at them. I really... That's yeah, a cool there. spot. No, Are you going to have gravel floor? Ooh. Because yeah. that would go well, like the crunch of the gravel under your feet with... Cause that, so then I guess we need to hit all the senses, right? <clears throat> you have that tactile crunch. Mm-hmm. You need a smell. Vanilla. No. I want something raw. This is oh, artistic. Raw? You know, like, like cow shit. Yeah, you know oh. I want to like, you know, assault you. Yeah, like somebody's basement. Durian, get some durian in there. Crack it open. Smells like gym socks. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, you got gym socks. Gravel, brie, cheese. <laughs> Designs by Ben. What was that? <laughs> All I can think of is like there is so there's a spa somewhere in the states that's like a full ASMR spa. 
That sounds awful. Yeah. It's so weird. So you get, you're greeted by these people who are dressed like all in white, like robes, and they like don't say anything to you. They just like guide you back and their entire time they're just whispering like this. And like it yeah, Do you have headphones? Weird. No. So but they'll go around. Do they you lean with, like, in so you have like their hot breath on yeah. the back of your So neck. you're like, like get sitting down me. and it's just like a whisper in your right ear and then your left ear. So and there's then, no like hot stone massage. It's just whisper massage. I, I think there might be like some of that, but then as they're massaging you, they're like whispering into your ear and doing like Tibetan bowls and things like that. The only way that like I, if I were to ever be in a situation like that I, and they would be all like, like holy and sacred and, you know, like methodical, mm. I would have such a hard time to not kiss them on the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you too? <laughs> just, just walk down the hall. Yeah. Just, just, and they just—are they going to scurry away? I'd be just so curious. Are they? Are they still going to be all mellow or like? Or were they just like immediately like drunk character? My yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> would they break character just to be like smack you in the or face? Maybe, maybe this day, please stop kissing my forehead. Or maybe they just give you a little peck back. No, it's gross. <laughs> I'm not taking any kisses on the forehead. <laughs> I'm not a four-year-old child. So, uh, speaking of four-year-old childs, is there anything going on in the news today? Let's see. <laughs> All right. I'm not really great at segues, okay? <laughs> that was not your best. Welcome to the world, according to Tyler Smith. So, I tried to, I tried to figure out which one I could go with that would loosely tie into a four-year-old child. So let's go with the tattoo. Okay. Okay, um, that's good. So do you guys have any tattoos? I do not. I have one. I have a family one. All, the, all of my cousins, we all kind of get into. We want to commemorate mm-hmm. our time growing up together, and, and we have an anchor. So that's kind of cool. Is um, it all in the same spot on everybody? All in the same spot for almost everyone, unless that spot is already tattooed. Okay. Um. But we're this is one we're proud of, and I, and like I wouldn't otherwise go looking for a tattoo. Right. Um, yeah. And I'm not just I'm like it's not like I want a tattoo. Like this meant something, so I put right. it on. Right. Yeah. And um, so, but the the trend going around on TikTok is now is like, what's the dumbest tattoo you can you can share? Right. Um, so there's a girl, 25 year old girl, who probably came up with by far the worst uh, tattoo given the. Well, it, it, it was it was applied pre-COVID. Right. Yeah. So this one's untoppable at the moment. Oh yeah, it's bad. It's bad right now. It's in, a series the, of uh, unfortunate events. Lemony Snicket. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, hundred percent. So she, uh, this is a girl, and and this tattoo means a lot to her. So she's sitting with a friend, and they're talking about like, well, what really, what's a quote that you feel reflects me? And then they're going back and forth in this whole. Oh, they're probably having. Chai lattes and talking deep. Live, laugh, love. Yeah, yeah. So she has yeah. live, laugh, whole, love tattooed whole on bunch her. Of, uh, yeah, middle, middle class Dance fancy like no one's watching. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's just like, I was just sitting there with my friend, and, and he said, You courageously and radically refuse to wear a mask. That's deep. And, it is. And, like, and, and they're talking about, like, you you are you, like, you're, you, you, know, you don't pose. Yeah, you don't hide don't, yourself yeah. away. But uh, so she goes, and she says, I really like that. So she had it put on uh, March 4th, 2020. <laughs> so on, on March 6th, which is two days later, Kentucky, where she lives, uh, announces first case of COVID-19. <laughs> so, so this is on the inside of her elbow. So like when she, if she were to stand down with her palms facing front, 
it would shine out and it is it's very clear and you can see courageously and radically refuse to wear a mask <laughs> <laughs> and she is now the spokesperson for the anti-maskers <laughs> yeah no, doesn't want like, to be unwittingly but what, what's tough is like she, she's like I, I i never wanted to be someone who, who was a poser i was just i wanted to be myself and comfortable who i am but and, and maybe she wears a mask, but it's written on her skin that she will never, ever wear a mask. <laughs> it so, also rules at like Halloween a little bit. Yeah, like she did not think. But there's think this there's through. face makeup. What if you want to be a witch? Just paint your face green. I've never thought. What if you want to be Trudeau? Paint your face brown. But what oh. if? Oh. <laughs> he did it. What I know. If, yeah, <laughs> we can't really give you shit for that. That's no, that that did happen. He was wasn't he like. He was at an event that was hosted by like Indian Canadians, wasn't he? I don't. I Not don't, to I, justify it. No, at a Halloween event. Yeah, it was a Halloween. Okay, that was put on by like. Did he do it twice? He went yeah, brown yes. face and black face. Yeah, like he went Indian and. African I'm really happy. Of it. Like I, I, I love going over the top and and being like I've, I've shaved my head in a cul-de-sac like George Costanza to be a stressed out <laughs> businessman for Halloween before and. I've never done that one. So I until being a stressed out businessman and a bald person becomes offensive, I'm, I think I'm safe. Well, I think okay. there are communities on like Reddit or 4chan that you would offend them. That's fair. They yeah. don't matter. No. <laughs> <laughs> I may I may do that one again at some point. Maybe maybe the Friday before March break. You know what? I'll do it with you. Screw it. <laughs> Alex, you it? No, not at all. <laughs> okay, then. Really, you both are married, so I know it'll piss off your wives, but I'm putting more skin in the game here. That's true. You know what I mean? You already got kids and all this stuff. I got nothing. I'm, I'm at more of a disadvantage. Okay, right. what about this one? If you don't want to shave your head, let's try this one on for size. There's a guy in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, he faked his own kidnapping because he didn't want to go to work. Okay, keep going. <laughs> so maybe speaking my language now. So think about that day, that last day. Like, oh man, the boys think I'm going to shave my head. This guy went so far as he called nine one one. He's like, oh my god, I, I'm kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> and and he, he he called the cops. He managed to tie himself up, brought himself out to the desert, had a belt tied around his his wrist. I don't know how he managed to do all these things to himself. But um, how did he like? How would he have called? You know what I mean? If he was actually kidnapped, how would you? Can, he have... Hey, Google, call uh, police. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah fair, yeah, fair, fair. <laughs> God bless technology. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my kid has definitely called nine one one on multiple occasions. They've come to our house, been like, uh, nine one one was called. I'm like, he's a year old. <laughs> That's a reflection of you as a parent, though. I understand that. <laughs> I do. That we definitely pissed off the cop. He's like, okay, I guess I'm gonna go back to my breakfast then. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Pay your yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyhow, this guy he uh, he he went so far as to beat himself up, tied his own hands with his belt, stuck a bandana in his mouth, and just chucked him out on the side of the road. And he f- was faking his own kidnapping. So and he also came up with this massive story. He had a rich dad, and there's money buried in the desert, and these two masked kidnappers like. Took them and they're like, oh, we don't care if you're gonna miss your shift at your auto shop. <laughs> yeah, he worked yeah. at a tire shop, didn't he? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a thousand more times more effort than just going to work. It's like 
you know what those days when you're sick and you're like, Ugh, it's just more effort to make a sub plan than just to go in and do it myself. So I just go in anyway. Yeah, yeah. This oh, is this absolutely. the opposite of this to the nth degree. So this story was was from February 25th. So we're talking. It's it's very much during COVID times. Yep. I don't know if it's anything like we have here in Nova Scotia. If you feel sick, are you showing are you showing any symptoms? You shouldn't be at work. Right. Nobody's yeah. questioning it. I haven't. I haven't had any. You know what? I guess kind of props to the mask. So I guess. Yeah. I haven't been sick this year. I know. Yeah. It's I all know. the it's all the cleaning of every surface yeah. and all the masks. Very I've little. Very healthy. I haven't had my my cough. That annual cough where you end up barking and you're coughing up a lung. Right. Yeah. I miss the cough. I've had a little bit, but only because my kid goes to daycare. And so he okay. goes there. That's like a cesspool. And so when yeah. he comes back, I get a little bit, but nothing compared to normal at all. Like the healthiest I've ever been was like during the main COVID time, like the lockdown. It was crazy. Yeah. But give this guy the benefit of the doubt that he's not mentally deranged or like, so like he thought about, you know, well, maybe I'll just call in sick. Like he would. So he didn't how, want to use his sick days. Well, how bad is your work environment that you feel like yeah. you have to go to these lengths to get a day off? Just quit. Yeah, you obviously don't like your job. Yeah, because that is very extreme. That is, yeah, you're not, you're not well. He went so far as to create a string of text messages <laughs> with another number to to create this scenario. I feel like he lost a bet. He, it's just it's, it's so implausible, but it is yeah. true. Like I've seen, I saw it in the news. Not in the news. I don't watch. Well, on the internet. Yes, but news. Well, the not, internet news. Yeah, the internet. Live. <laughs> So, um, one last one before we specify things. Um, do you guys have the, the Amazon app on your phone? Uh, I do not. I did. I think I deleted it, though. So the, I noticed it well, changed. Did you find it too offensive? Wait, oh, it, 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 <laughs> no. like it changed. So, it, it changed. Now, it's like a, it's like a beige background. Um, I have the Amazon Alexa. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. So, it's, it's kind of like a beige background with a black grin. Okay. And then there's a blue tab sticking down from the top. Okay. When it first changed, it uh, it bared a striking resemblance to a Hitler mustache. Oh. So they were. <laughs> oh. Of course, you don't yeah, want that. So you, people would click on and look at their phone, like, oh, I'm going to click onto the. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> smile with a neat little cute little Hitler mustache. So. Whose job was that? Like, it, it, what it was, it was just a, basically a jagged edge at the bottom. Yeah, it was like a little rectangle with. With jagged edges at yeah. the bottom, just a cute little, cute little mishap. <laughs> but like, have we reached peak offendedness? Because like Amazon, people were outraged, right? Yeah, your logo looks like Hitler. Well, no, no, it doesn't. It looks like you're seeing that. Yeah, I mean, and I think that you know Jeff Bezos is probably pretty evil. <laughs> so to um, me, the richest man in the world, I don't think you can be. The nicest person. Well, no, like yeah. I think mean, like, nobody gets there by keeping their hands no, clean. Exactly. And Amazon, even though we all use it, to be fair, I barely use it. So, so you're suggesting that they did it on purpose? Is that what you're saying, Ben? <laughs> it goes all the way to the top. <laughs> First of all, there's a pizza restaurant. Hillary Clinton has children in it. <laughs> there's 5G vaccines and blueprints to take over your mind. And Jeff Bezos. Is and the my lizard, pillow guy. The lizard, people. <laughs> the lizard people are doing kung fu in the parks. Yeah. And you're done. Yeah. All right. Good night. <laughs> Bye, Ben.
<laughs> so <laughs> that's part of my routine. Um, but like, what do you have going on in your life? And this this is the type of shit that makes those right wing psychos like just ejaculate. They're so they're so happy with the left. Like, being outraged over everything. And those are the only conversations that makes it really, like, in a, from a teacher's perspective, it, it's, it's sometimes difficult to redirect your kids back to, a, like, a more rational way of thinking is because right. arguments like that and the super, the hypersensitivity that goes on, like, uh, and, like, not, the majority are not hypersensitive. Like, uh, in British Columbia, what, mm-hmm. was, uh, what was her name who wanted to get, she was a... A transgender wanted to get. Oh blood. yes, um, uh, because she went to go get. Yeah, what was? And she name? wore a muumu and she would drive around on her little motorized car. Jessica, but she still had male Jessica genitalia. Yanif, Jessica yes. Yanif. Yeah, and, and she wanted to get waxed, but she had a penis and a scrotum. And the uh, say Vietnamese uh, wax ladies were like, "Ah, sorry, we don't do penis and vaginas culture." Well, they do vaginas. Penis they don't do intestine. penis. I'm sorry, penis and scrotums. Yeah. yeah. And she says, uh, "She says, I am a woman." Well, okay, yeah, but, and like the Human Rights yeah. Commission said, wait, Jessica, you know, take your muumuu and your motor car and you need to go home. Yeah, she did uh, a lot of things like that too. I can't remember some of the other stories, but she, there was like a ton, she would go looking for complaints. Like she would, she tried to do that. She pressed charges on her journalist who rode in the elevator with her. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was problematic. So, but but these are the things you hear about, and mm. and and like one of the students says, "Did you know parents don't identify a gender for their kids these days?" I'm like, whoa, 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 you're saying <laughs> parents, all parents? Yeah, so you're just using, yeah. you're not specifying some parents or yeah, uh, the few that get news coverage, and then they make it seem like it's everybody. Yeah, yeah. And which I guess, I guess it's on us to make sure that kids are able to decipher between. Wait a minute. So that's what it sounds like, but what it really is. Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing with the news, and you know, like I I disagree with the whole fake news movement. Like mm-hmm. I think that the media is very culpable, and they are shitty in a lot of ways. But I mean, I don't believe in the total destruction of news because that's how you get dictators and such. Right. But. They do. They love to stir up this shit and make a huge deal out of everything. You know what I mean? Like, you look at global warming. They'll bring on a scientist that's pro, like, that believes in it, and they'll bring on some dude that isn't, and they make it look like a 50-50 issue. When it's like 99% of science agrees yeah. that it's a real thing. And they've just brought Craig from Facebook in to <laughs> yeah. defend. Or the, what was the 30, there's a, there's a petition going with 31,000 scientists. So to have the title that, that, that are arguing against saying that Climate change is not necessarily caused by humans yeah. and human activity. Well, the word scientist doesn't necessarily mean you're a specialist in right. environment and, and anything yeah. related to that study. <laughs> I do computer science. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm a neuro... I mine Bitcoin, and I don't like the idea of them throttling the energy usage of Bitcoin. Because Bitcoin, fun fact, I know we're really getting off on tangent. Mm-hmm. Mining Bitcoin uses more energy than all of Argentina. The yeah. entire country. Yeah. So what? the entire nation of Argentina. Okay, wait. What? How does mining... So the computing power to mine okay. Bitcoin yeah. consumes more electricity than all of Argentina, like a whole country. So it's... it's, it's it, they, they Argentina's take, not like backwoods. Like it's... No, yeah, yeah. It's definitely I mean, it's developed. A, it, it is a strange... Yeah. What, are, what are the benefits of Bitcoin? 
It's untraceable. It's decentralized. Okay, okay. What are the benefits of the mining process? So, like the equations and the and the, and the processes that are that are being that are happening. So, are these like I never know what the answer to this math is. It, is it that sort of thing? And then these, I I, I really don't understand the process well. Oh, YouTube. The, the, the most I've had explained to me is that most of mining for Bitcoin is just getting paid for running transactions of Bitcoin on your computer. Okay. Um, okay. So, like, yeah, so the, it's not that they're just, but I don't know where Bitcoin's made. You know what I mean? That's, mm. that's the weird thing. And apparently, anyone does. there's supposed to be a finite amount. And I'm doing those little quotation marks yeah. for, since this is a listening medium. But, but um, yeah, I don't know how it's made. I don't know if two Bitcoins really love each other and they go and get <laughs> married maybe. first. Maybe that's how. Yeah. But you can't do it if you're in Florida. <laughs> Florida man facing federal charges for selling a toxic bleach as a cure for COVID-19. Florida woman proving she will do whatever it takes. Bath salts being blamed for a gruesome scene in Miami. Florida man is in jail after prosecutors say a racist rape. Florida man warned them that his turtle army would destroy them. Florida man! I'm always maximum uncomfortable. I'm so uncomfortable. Aspects. I try and focus on the headline. Think only about the headline. <laughs> like, like a traumatized child being like, uh, don't remember this. Like, black it out, black it out. All right. It was only mildly meant to be sexual. Like, really? Just, just, that was only you can totally mildly. Tell, you can tell the orgasm. Uh, like there's definitely the one that's over the top. That's the one. Yeah. It was more what did like, you mean for it to be then if it wasn't meant to be just that? Just like the song, you know? Like, oh, get it up. Oh. Funk time. That, yeah, the oh, way just, too long of a, uh, <laughs> for that. That's exactly what you just did there. Sounds exactly like the song. So I totally understand where you're coming from. <laughs> yeah. There's not a difference at all. Um, so Florida man sentenced to 20 years. So 20 years. So keep this in mind if you're ever in this situation, if you're going to commit this crime in Florida. Okay. Um, he gets 20 years for cutting off his wife's lover's penis. So he held the guy at gunpoint, and then he used scissors to cut off his penis. Oh, my God. That's terrifying. So what do you do? Are you, are you going to take the bullet in that point? In that, I'm like, ah, you're going to cut me dick off? I'd rush I'll him. Never, I'll never hit a penis. Like, I'll never hit a toilet again. Like, he, he can't even hit a urinal. It's going to just come out like a, like, what does it come out like after you have a penis? But, I, I mean, I if, oh. if you get it in time, they can reattach it. The experience of it happening, though, would be awful. Like, you can't, yeah. Yeah, it's too much to cut off. <laughs> some people have like skin cut off, but you can't cut off the entire thing. So did he actually like fully sever? Yeah, it was a cut off penis by the end oh, of the God. ODL. Like the penis was probably flopping around like a fish out of water. <laughs> I think that's what happens. I don't know what really happens. And I just hope he wasn't erect because the blood in those things. <laughs> Sorry, I'm yeah, so that, glad you don't teach science. Yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's awful. Um, Oh. I'd probably rush him. Like get get the hands up so you try to deflect the arm for the for the gun. And if he gets shot, maybe it'll raise your arm and not. What if you did like the Lisa Simpson where you just windmill your arm? Yes, close your eyes and just hope for the best. Yeah. yeah. I'm coming but, he, at you. but he might come at you with kicks. Oh no, yeah, that's an option. Yeah. What happens then? Tornado. Right. Tornado. The only way. But like, was there no one else around? Like, was he? Well, he kidnapped the guy. Oh, okay, I didn't hear that part. Yeah, so yeah, that. Oh, oh, god. Yeah, yeah, so I can he, see why uh, he gets twenty years for everything. Yeah, I did not like what this guy was doing with his wife. Um, he kidnapped him and he removed part of his body, 
Like the scissors. A I wonder if they were part. like, were they like, or like shears? I'm wondering. Yeah, were like the metal ones? Because we, I used to have a pair of like the metal scissors with the pointy ends, and I called them the death scissors yeah. because that's what they were probably were they used like, for back in the day. Aren't all scissors like metal ends? No, but these were like metal handles, like two oh. big hunks of metal. They were long, not like the Crayola safety yeah. scissors. Yeah, these were like. These are like the scissors that bad guys would use to like make crafts. <laughs> <laughs> when they're doing that, they're like paper Damn it, mache. I, yeah, like oh, I better sit down and make my Christmas crafts for mom and just do it really angrily. Damn it, where's my murder scissors? Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's that's bad. That's terrifying. Yeah, um, which kind of reminds me of John. Like, yeah. Did, no, did John Wayne Bobbitt, did he have his sewn back on? Yes. Yes. He made a porno, Franken-penis. Okay, that's why his net worth is 250000 I couldn't figure out like where, because I remember hearing he had like a gig with Snap-on Tools at one point. <laughs> which is he, he, had, <laughs> he had two pornos. I, I know this because I, I have it up here. I Googled it. I don't just know this. But one, the first one was John Wayne Bobbitt, Bobbitt uncut. Wow. That's a good play on words. Right? Good one, John Lee, yeah. And the other one was Frank and Penis. So we would have been in grade, we would have been very young. Yeah. yeah. I was like. 1990, well, I was in grade three. Yeah, June grade 23rd. Two. Yeah. And I knew who John Wayne Bobbitt was and Lorena Bobbitt. So did I. Yeah. Like, I remember seeing the trials and everything. So I remember in grade 10. She threw it out the back door. Yeah. yeah. I thought she drove down the road and threw it out the window. I thought it was thrown at a window. I didn't think it was the I car it was a window. window. Maybe it's not. I just remember. Maybe a we don't remember anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do, do, do. I have that. Oh, button. yeah. You can say, where is that? I got to stop using my mouth. I'm not Joe Winslow or Winslow or who's that guy who makes it? Michael Winslow. Let's just call him Michael Police, Police Michael Academy. Winslow from <laughs> Family Matters. I can't remember. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, uh, I just remember. I'll always remember. Uh, and anyone who went to Yarmouth High and took science will probably remember. Um, the rule for adding or subtracting significant figures because we had the Lorena Bobbitt rule. And it was you take, so you have your equation like 486 plus 23, and you grab it by the shortest member, which would be the 23, and you cut it off there, right? <laughs> and, that's, and that's how you choose how many uh, significant figures are in your answer. I really wish people could see the way you describe that with your hands. I mean, you, really, you really grab that Yeah, you <laughs> really held on. <laughs> That's I, probably what this guy from you know, Florida did. I'm not gonna yeah. lie, I spent a little time in Italy, so I've become more of a hand talker. You know? Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Boop. <laughs> I remember when I was really young, my cousin AJ, um, my uncle coached an all-star game, and they were in Las Vegas, and, and he he wrote me a letter because back then you wrote letters, right? And uh, and the letter the letter says, "Hey, we had a really good time in Las Vegas. Um, I saw John Wayne Bob or." I saw John Wayne Bobbitt on the plane. We didn't see very much. And then he kept talking about it. I, I never understood whether he was talking about I never got to see whether he had his penis or not. Right. Or whether or not he got to see, like, sights and sounds of Las oh. Vegas. Um, he didn't know there was, like, a full, like, it should have been a new paragraph yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> like, like, punctuation would have worked there. But we were in grade three at the time, so. Right. I'll, uh, I'll take that. Do you, did you, like... They don't do like pen pals anymore in elementary, right? Like I remember having no. a pen pal. I don't know where they were anymore, or to begin with. I think they were French, but that could be literally anywhere. But we used to like sit down and write, and I was like, "Oh my god, I have a pen pal! I can't wait to hear what they do." And they're like, "Come back, I am good." Because <laughs> all home <laughs> is good, and like that's it. I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs> like, which I mean, to yeah, 
I, I didn't write and then, and Shakespeare you, back to them. And then you would, but you would have written like a, you're comfortable with English, and you're writing a full on letter. Ah, uh, it was like grade two or grade three, so oh, it was I very see. like scrawled. Like I have a cat. Math is fun. I'm going to recess and just send that. Like Good. whatever's in my train of thought at that moment. Peace. That's what I would do. I, I distinctly remember being in elementary school, and like now, and certainly as a teacher, you realize that. Kids learn at different levels and, mm-hmm. and all this, but I remember being so pissed off that, like, I'm trying to write this big, long one-pager in my journal in grade, like, one about, okay, uh, hockey game on the weekend, we played in Truro. Mm-hmm. Those guys are really strong. They can lift the puck all the way from the blue line. And then, uh, and then I look over at George. George is, the bear is brown. And he just, like, kind of, like, <laughs> scribbled like a stick figure. And then he's off You had, like, the top part, which was, like, the unlined. Yeah. And then the, the like, Hillroy unlined part. The below. grass is green. I'm like, damn it. Why is George already off in the, like, playing with the dump trucks? I'm not even in the third period yet. <laughs> <laughs> You're describing, like, like, the game you played yeah, in grade yeah, like, one. And then I had a shift where we were in the offensive zone. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. So I, my mom actually kept all of my journals from when I was in grade one. I remember reading my like, very first one, and like, I know kids lie, but I definitely had like a problem when I was in grade one. I remember like reading over the first one. I was like, uh, "What you did on the weekend? On the weekend, I played for the Boston Bruins. <laughs> I was their goalie, and I saved every shot." I was like, <laughs> "Shut up!" And like, my teachers like. You played for the Boston Bruins. Great job, Alec. I'm like five years old, Terrific forty kid. pounds. <laughs> I don't even like the Boston Bruins at all. It's like, why did I choose that team? Uh, kids are funny that way. They are good at what they do. Yeah. Let's do one more floor before we leave. All right. Yeah. Since we had so, the whole intro, so I might as well use it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> so uh, imagine, imagine your neighborhood. You're all pumped up watching the Super Bowl. So this is way back Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. And you're sitting down to watch the game, and all of a sudden the power goes out. Obviously, uh, you're, you probably you, you probably got a big spread of food. You probably mm-hmm. get some buddies over. You get the whole day planned out, or yeah, probably day and evening. And uh, and all of a sudden the power's gone. What the heck? Come after six is what Shatid would say. Um, so, turns out, buddy down the road, there was a project going on construction, and. Uh, some random dude hops in the excavator that was kicking around mm-hmm. and uh, fires it up. It goes joyriding around, knocks over a phone pole, and all of a sudden the whole neighborhood's out of power. People, people run outside, what the hell is going on? And they see this random guy get up, like, oh, shit. Gets out of the excavator. It's, like, still on the road. Gets on a bicycle and just bolts off. <laughs> he was wearing, he's wearing a Degeneration X t-shirt. <laughs> Suck it! Suck it, Super Bowl. Oh, my God. How mad... Like that's a great way to be shot in in a state where you have stand your ground laws. Yes, you know, because I mean, you're trespassing. I mean, they, they may so win. Do it. The case they would. It's it's a wild west down there. Like he looked at me. Oh well, you had the right then. No one should look you in the eye. That's <laughs> <laughs> you can get shot for that down in the parts. It's craziness, but yeah. So that's uh, that's that's what we got. The world is in a crazy place. The excavator is a disaster. He pushed the wrong joystick. Oh no! Should have just stuck to the PlayStation Three controller, of course. Or like the N sixty four, where you only had the one <laughs> controller. It was yeah. like a weird shape. You just I do this with like Mario Party. Yep. Palm or Palm Day. Ten eighty snowboarding. Yes, exactly. Oh, Sean White, ten eighty. Oh yeah. yeah. 
Um, I have actually one last story. Uh, it's a little more worldly than Florida and Arizona. <laughs> Is this another Brock Lesnar story? No, I, I keep those for our private times. <laughs> okay. <good>. okay? <laughs> Um, so there's a Japanese billionaire for all you people out there. This is actually quite an opportunity. There's an eccentric Japanese billionaire who is renting out a mm-hmm. SpaceX flight to the moon and he's looking for eight people to join him. Okay. Yeah. So he's, he's renting it out. Yeah. As in like you have to pay to go or he's already paid no, the no, full he's price. Paid, he's paid every okay. seat on there and he's now you can try to apply to get on that flight. So he's broker because he's he's going on Elon's space. Yeah, yeah And so he, he bought it out. He basically bought out the plane so that he could bring people along. His name is Yusaku Mezawa, uh, and he's an online fashion uh, tycoon. And so he started off by saying that he wanted like artists, mm-hmm. um, but he's broadened it a because I feel like no offense to artists, but they're a little. Some will be too dainty to like undergo all. I feel like you have to have rigorous training for space travel. You know what I mean? Can you can you imagine them in, their, in the their G-force? time in the Emily Carr University did not prepare them for spaceflight? <laughs> like they're out there writing letters about Amazon's icon looking like Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, those should be the first ones he cuts, yeah. not the ones he's looking for. Um. So yeah. So he opened it up because he said basically anybody who creates could be considered an artist, right? It's like a mother, a father. Sure. Or a podcaster. Oh. Boom. Birdcast in space. Right? <laughs> Next so, time, folks. Episode 12. <laughs> I hope they got Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's Wi-Fi on Mars. We got the rover there. Maybe it is. Does the signal extend to the moon? That'd be amazing. Yeah. Those are satellites. Because yeah. if we're up there, we used to contact Benton. <laughs> Bye, Benton. We're going to space. There's space fish. You missed the wrong episode because this is the episode we locked down space travel. Mm. Um, so glad I'm part of this. So he's like, I bought all the seats, so it'll be a private ride. So now you have to contact him and kind of explain because he wants that'd be um, more comfortable anyway. It'd be uncomfortable to be next to somebody who you don't know. Yeah. yeah so, so he has get two, your own seat. He has two criteria. One is be ready to push the envelope. <laughs> is, is he a, a 1990s like is, no fear ad yeah, like, is this is the this? karate teacher from I, napoleon dynamite <laughs> he was actually holding a can of monster energy drink when he said yeah. that. oh he'd be like peter pan over here <laughs> no he wants to push the envelope creatively but just push the envelope was in quotation okay uh and be willing to help other crew members do the same so you got to push yourself to be creative and then push others it sounds Kind of culty. I think. I think. Definitely. I like to do this thing where, I, where I'm drawing with pencils, and sometimes I rub my finger over to smudge the, the the lead a little bit. Oh my god, that's so it's not drawing, but then I smudge, so it's like a two part drawing. Yeah, it's like you can use that, a blending pencil for that. Shit. <laughs> no, that is a thing. Though. That I thought I was pushing the envelope. <laughs> yeah, I mean you are because you're. Hey, yeah. Speaking that's of that, I still lick the envelope. A lot of people just wet it. I lick the envelope. I, I just tuck it in. See, see, you don't push the envelope anymore. No, you're not even pushing the envelope. If you're going to send mail, you have to be intimate with that you're letter. Even, you're not even probably the last using time the envelope. Sent, yeah, I, went, I haven't sent a letter in a really long time. All right, within the next week, each of us must send a letter to someone. I just got a. I'll send it to you, probably. <laughs> that's true. I just got a postcard. It's like a free Canada Post thing. That's mm-hmm. like 
it's a prepaid postcard. This is like mm-hmm. missing. It just says send it to someone in Canada. I guess it's probably a COVID thing they're doing. Do you know what I did oh, before nice. Christmas? I bought a bag of ketchup chips from the cafeteria, and I crushed those ketchup chips into tiny little crumbs, and I put the crumbs into two different envelopes. And then I went on my computer and I, I, I printed out a, a big page and on both sides of it was was the word in large letters right in the center of the page, chips. <laughs> and I mailed, I mailed them to two people, one person in Ottawa, one person in Anaganish. So they opened up an envelope with ketchup chips. Just and crumbs. I, and I, and I got to give credit to my sister for that idea because one time she sent me a little key envelope. You know those little tiny ones? Yeah. And on it said, chips. And then I'm like, oh, cool. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Well, chip powder. So if you ever want to mail something and you don't want to write a letter and you just want to print out a page with chips and you happen to have a bag of ketchup chips, send those crumbs. Can it only be ketchup? Because, like, are other varieties allowed or is it, like, specifically? I don't know if it works with others. Oh, okay. Yeah. So not all dr- ketchup. And, yeah, the dressed all over it? ones, I don't know if they work. Okay. That is the most random thing I think I've ever heard you do. And you've done a lot <laughs> God, like a lot of no. rent. You're not spreading it across Canada. You're not just <laughs> reserving it for us down here in Yarmouth. For example, one time I had a conflict with someone. And uh, and I, I thought, I, I'm like, you know what? Let's take a passive-aggressive approach. Um, so this was someone that I could observe on a Monday to Friday basis. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and this person was the type of person that would pretend that if there was ever a conflict... No, no, I'm, I'm too good for a conflict. I would never. This would never happen to me. Um, so what I did, I'm like, I'm going to see. I'm just going to create a situation for this person. Um, I contacted my sister, who was in England. No, she was in Toronto at the time, but she had friends in England where she used to live. Mm-hmm. And then I contacted some friends in Cape Breton, um, some friends in the United States. And I gave them um, this person's phone number. And I asked them to send them three text messages a day for the next week. Um, and just asking if they saw the meteor shower last night. <laughs> so this person was getting international text messages, local text messages, um, long-distance Nova Scotia, long-distance Canada, um, asking about the meteor shower every single day. Uh, and so I had 13 people oh, um, oh bombarding her telephone. With that, she, she, I she think this is a nice crime. Movie. By the way, we won't get into details about what she did. Gang stalking. Yes, I thought I thought it did a good job. It, it ended after seven days, and it was all in good nature, and and there was no there was no follow up, but it was uh, it went well. It went well. I, and and this person, and like my hypothesis was that they will pretend that this isn't happening, and like oh, this would never. And because uh, if it were happening to me, I'd be sitting around like, boy, what the heck is going on? Yeah, I'd announce it in the staff room for sure. Yeah, yeah. but this. Uh, this person did not do that. Theory was proven, which was even way better. Yeah, so. just knowing it was happening and they just let it happen. Mm-hmm. That is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, in my opinion, a really good way to passive aggressively take care of business. <laughs> did it though? Like, did you not have any other problems again? Did they intuitively know that it you were up to all this? All his problems. Really? I also hit um, season one of Star Trek: The Next Generation on VHS in random places. In her life. So there's, in our staff room, there's like the whiteboard and there's a box that says, like there's a, a, somebody wrote on the board like, oh, stuff for staff, take what you want. And I'd a thousand percent thought it was going to be something you had done. And I was going to (laughs) open the box and there's going to just be like a pie. 
or like something like the strawberry rhubarb, like pie? strawberry rhubarb, or like the most ridiculous like like a bobblehead of like Jar Jar Binks or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like something nobody wants, and it would just be a box of things you had. They, so it was actually like textbooks and things that were useful, but I thought for sure you were up to that. I did have to clean out my room. Was it two years ago? And I, I mailed a box of things. It was it was more expensive than I would have liked, mm-hmm. but it was a whole bunch of like like you said things that no one would ever want. Um, like there was a there was a knitted toque. Like I had two that one one with, with the beard attached. Oh, oh yeah. yeah 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 yeah. So I I sent somebody one of those and again random people. Uh, no, it was all one box to to one person. Okay. Yeah. But to a random person or someone you knew? Oh, it was someone I knew. Okay. That, that I should put like a message like, do not open, Barry. I will Ooh, contact yeah. you with further instructions. Actually, me and Johnny C., who was referenced in the last episode, we buried a hatchet one time. You buried the hatchet? That's good. We buried. Aww, it. We found nice. a hatchet in the woods on the way home from school. And then we walked up to this kind of a, like, you know, there's a green belt over here. There's a random stretch between houses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Between two properties, I guess. So there was a, we dug a hole with the hatchet. And then uh, buried it. What if it was a murder weapon? Well, what if, right? Yeah. So this would have been in junior high. And then in high school, in grade 12, we're like, let's go, f- let's go find that hatchet. So we, we, after school, we go down to this green belt. And, and we're, we're trying to figure out, oh, where do you think it was? Jeez. Over by this, this little corner here. So we start like, digging a little hole. And this man came out in his house coat and his boxer shorts. And he was all pissed off. And I'm like, what do I do? This guy's going to be angry at me. Almost like. Uh, grab the hatchet. No, it was bare. We couldn't find it. I told him that we were uh, from the science department at Dalhousie University, and we conducted an experiment years ago. <laughs> a soil we, sample. Yeah, and we're, we're we're just seeing how the uh, the how when hatchet decomposes or the handle or whatever. It was really awkward. I don't think he believed us at all. <laughs> yeah, okay. it's hard to believe you are a trustworthy. Yeah. Person. Yeah, I've, I've. You do. You do have a lot of conviction, and that's what gets me every time. Like, I need to remind myself, like, oh yeah, he's full of shit. I believe. Like, yeah, you believe what, what you're saying, and it's wrong. But like, as an incorrect, not like wrong. But yeah, I I don't do that. But like, um, I haven't mailed anybody anything. But what I have done is, anytime any store ever asks me for my email, I always give them my friend Adam's email. Like every time, like Old Navy, every hotel check in. <laughs> Everything. You should just put that email on this show. I could, but <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that might be bad. Yeah. But thank thank you, Adam. I appreciate it. I don't think he knows. He might know literally now. But, yeah, he's definitely gotten a lot of very, very – and I've also signed him up for some things as well, too, just to be you – know, just for fun. Yeah. I have an Adam, too, and he sounds like – he might be the same Adam. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I signed him up for a furry website. happy man in the world. Yeah. Well, he, not anymore because he's got lots of fun things to scroll through in his email. He used go. to be able to send a, a, a set of depends to people for free. I used to oh, like really? doing that. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Okay. So back to space. <laughs> I oh just, yeah, I forgot well, about that. <laughs> who said that we get off topic? I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, but we can. Uh, so we have to the 14th of March to apply to join this man in space. Are you going to? Should we? I think we should only. Well, go it's cooler than going to Mars. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, a because it's you know it only takes a little while to get there, but they're saying that this will be the first like lunar trip. I mean, since nineteen seventy two, it's gonna be this artist just and a imagine, bunch of like painters. Guaranteed, everything's covered in dust up there. I know it's just gonna be so dirty. Oh my god! 
And it's probably in grayscale, you know? You want... Like Castle Grayscale? Yeah. Like He-Man? <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Boo! Uh, that was good. That was terrible, but good. Okay. Welcome to Storytime with Ben. Alex Ritchie. <laughs> Recline your chair and put back your hair and be taken on a magical adventure. I'm gonna make you drop sometime. I need you know, a mic. I, I was actually thinking, like, because I was trying to, like, okay, what do I, what could I do? And, like, story time does work, especially because it's about, like, human story time. It's uh, not human interest. Human interest. Human interest Ooh, is probably the best way. I can work with it. that. Mark's yeah. voice in 25 seconds almost put me to sleep right now. <laughs> yeah. That was, yeah, that was very awesome. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, very good. Okay, so I do have a story. Um, I think it's really interesting. I, I've read a lot about it, I know a good amount. I think it's. Pretty cool. It's about a woman named Tanya Head. Have you heard that name before? I have not. It, it seems vaguely familiar, but I don't have the story. Okay. So here's I've actually written it as a story, so I apologize. Ooh, it I like should this. be shouldn't be too, too long, but it should be okay. If I could sit cross-legged, I would totally do it right now, but I can't. Really? I could mean, sit on the floor, maybe, and I yeah. could like read to you. I, I did that once when I was on TV once for that as a, as a child. You were in Romper Room? I can no. see Alex. No. I can see Jeffrey. I think it was like Charlottetown cable news <laughs> things. Like the only people watching were the parents of the other of the kids listening to the story. No one else was. Before you get going, did you have BT? No, did you have like the Halifax BT? Like breakfast, breakfast television? television? Yeah, oh yeah. Or did you have a PEI version? No, just, just Halifax. So like if you wanted to be on BT, you'd have to travel over. Yeah. Did you ever get to be on BT? No, I was on uh, CBC Compass though, mm. which was like our news. Is that a radio like, show? Uh, it, it is, but it's also like the main like news show. It's, it's the new. Okay. It's the actual news. So like everyone, I mean, like everyone in PEI has been on CBC like, Compass like, as the weather. Like it's, it's like a rite of passage. You can't be a true Islander until you've been on it. So I was on it a few times. The last time was when I was in the honors band, and like a bunch of us were playing just some music, and I was like playing the trumpet beside the weather guy. Now, did you have like hip swings and? <laughs> no, he didn't do that, and I did not either. It's for the best. Really? Okay, sorry. Back to this. So Tanya Head. So I'm going to read it just as a story. I apologize. So Tanya Head led an amazing life. She was engaged to the man of her dreams, Dave. She had received a BBA from Harvard University and a graduate degree from Stanford University. Tanya had a prestigious job at Merrill Lynch based in New York. She had money, health, and happiness. All of that came crashing down on the morning of September 11th, 2001. I moved to. Tanya was working on the 78th floor of the South Tower of the World Trade Center when United Airlines Flight 175 crashed into the building at 9.03 in the morning. With fire raging around her and having sustained severe burns to her forearm, Tanya clawed her way to the stairwell, hoping to escape. She passed dead bodies everywhere. Both the ceiling and the floor were crumbling around her. In the pitch black of the 78th floor, Tanya stumbled across a man who had been fatally wounded by the crash. With one of his last dying breaths, he begged Tanya to take his wedding ring to his widow so she would always remember him. Tanya grabbed the ring and stumbled towards the stairwell. She headed down the staircase as fast as she could. The only thing that was keeping her going was the thought of wearing her beautiful white wedding dress down the aisle and meeting the gaze of her beloved Dave. Along the way, she ran into the man in the red bandana. He was going up and down the stairs looking and helping any survivors he could find. The man who later was found out to be Wells Crowther, asked Tanya if there was anyone else that she knew of. She told him about the man with the ring and asked if he needed any help. Wells refused and told her to run down the stairs as fast as she could. 
That was the last time anyone saw Wells. Burned, bruised, in complete shock, and with only minutes to spare, Tanya made it out of the South Tower just before it collapsed. She was lucky. Very lucky. She was one of only 19 people who had survived the crash who were above the impact of the plane. Oh, wow. Unfortunately, the same could not be said for her fiancé, Dave. He was working in the North Tower and was never found in the rubble. In minutes, Tanya's life of luxury had shattered into pieces. She was never able to recover emotionally from this day. Tanya decided to dedicate her life to the victims of September 11th. She set up a victim's fund and organized rallies. She was outspoken and articulate. She eventually became the face of survivors of the September 11th terrorist attacks. News outlets worldwide featured her in interviews to hear her incredible story of survival and loss. Tanya regularly recounted her story to Ground Zero troops in vivid detail, saying, I was there at the towers. I'm a survivor. I'm going to tell you about that. She was featured in a retrospective 9-11 article as a representative of the 20,000 surviving victims who escaped the damaged buildings. She eventually became president of the Survivors Network and sought to provide outlets for those who were still suffering years after the attacks. Those who spoke to her found her energy and positivity in a time of darkness unbelievable. Which is exactly what it is. Unbelievable. <laughs> it was all a hoax. What? A lie. And complete fabrication of the truth. Tan- Tanya Head. <laughs> God. Tanya Head never worked for Merrill Lynch. She never attended Harvard or Stanford. She was not even engaged to anyone, let alone Dave. Most importantly, Tanya was not in the South Tower when United Airlines Flight 175 struck the tower on the morning of September 11th. The woman known for being the voice and face of the victims was not even in the United States. On that fateful day. How could she be when she was busy studying at university in Barcelona, Spain at the time of the attacks? Oh my God. <laughs> she was eventually found out when the New York Times wanted to do a news piece on her and did a standard background check. They dug more into her background and found that she had been lying to everyone for years. In fact, they found out her real name wasn't even Tanya. The liar before them was actually Alicia Esteve Head. As soon as she was found out, Alicia immediately fled America for her home country of Spain. An anonymous email was sent to a World Trade Center survivor network saying Alicia had died of suicide in Spain. A few months later, Alicia was found roaming the streets of New York with her mother, listening in as a survivor of the September 11th attacks was describing the horrific event to a group of tourists at Ground Zero. She showed up. She showed back up. And the cat came back the very next day. Yeah. She front pounded it. So there's a whole documentary about this called The Woman Who Was Not There. So I saw the documentary. I was like, oh, my God, this is this is crazy. And the way they do it, it's really impressive because you this woman speaks with utter conviction. Like you, a thousand percent believer. But she did have some inconsistencies. Like she often said fiance, but she also said husband. So there was also just other kinds of things that didn't really seem to add up. And so when they did the piece on New York Times, that's when they literally found everything about this woman. Like, nothing was true. Blew this, the roof off it. Yeah, this, this person, Dave, was a real person. He, he, he did die in the North Tower as well, too. But she literally just, like, looked through the list of people who had found died. Names, yeah. And just chose that one. The family's like, I've never heard of this woman, ever. 
like ever before. So like everyone was obviously incredibly upset. Like she literally was the face. Like you see photos of her with Rudy Giuliani. You see photos of her with, I think there's even one of her with George Bush. Like it's because she was wow. the face of the September 11th survivor victims. This was like a Spanish national who was literally like later on that night on September 11th. I think there's a video of her at, like, at, at a wedding. <laughs> probably eating paella yeah so this woman is like the master liar but there's a lot of things that are prop like people have a lot of issues with too as well like they still kind of like her because she she did still organize all of these support She's groups still- <laughs> like yeah like that's a tough one yeah like she did all this work and people tried to pay her money for it and she refused she actually donated a ton of her own money for the networks for survivors so like she just didn't pretend to be the head of it. If she just organized all this all anyway, she would be seen as like a, a, a stand-up human being. But instead, she's this like horrible liar who's trying to manipulate and and yeah. you know get famous based off a tragic event of North America. Is that but, so bad? But like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not great. It's not great. I, it's just like you're sitting there, you're studying whatever you're studying in Barcelona. You look at the news, two planes hit the towers. You're like, I know what I have to do. I have to immediately go to America and pretend to be part of this. Mm-hmm. Like, like, what kind of thought process is that? Like, who does that? It, That's the most insane thing I've ever heard. It is. I mean, and then later on, she skips out and she literally sends emails saying that she had killed herself and no one had heard it from her for years. And then, in, and this that was like 2008. And then 2012 is when she was found kind of roaming the streets of New York. And that's when the documentary came out. And then she did actually have a job in Spain and was fired from it because they realized who she was. And was like, we don't want you around here. Look, like, what you, you, look what you did. Yeah. The, I mean, the fake suicide makes sense because, like, you oh, yeah. you've been you've been outed as a huge piece of shit. So mm-hmm. I'll I'll die. And but I'll your identity, myself. your fake identity, was outed. Yeah. So but her real name was given as well. Okay. 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 But so, still, I'm sure she's not the only Alicia Esteve head in all of Spain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, think of how many Dontremonts are around here. That's that's something you can get. You could get away with to a certain extent, so I don't know why she would have done that. She could, she just left anyway. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't commit necessarily. There's be some a, sort of like mental health issue there. Oh yeah, yeah, you can tell. I mean, and one thing she said, like she did actually have a burn on her arm. She didn't do that to get famous. She had a. They said like people in her uh, university claimed a couple different things. One said like a horse accident, which didn't make sense because it was a burn, but yeah. <laughs> other one was like a really bad car <laughs> crash. So she's just she's just a pathological liar. Really good, like a really like one of the best patho- like pathological liars you can you can terrible, think of. She got she got away with talent. it for years, and she would literally do full tours of Ground Zero, Ground Zero, sorry, with tourists and explain and explain like this is where I was, this is what happened, and people like loved her for what she did, and think yeah. that she's at the time thought she was the most amazing human being. And now you know she's a giant POS. What does that mean? Piece of shit. <laughs> to be yeah. clear. Yeah. 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 For oh. all listeners. Yeah. Trash human being. Yeah. So I just saw that and I was thinking that is if people haven't heard that story, it's it's insane. And I know I kind of told you the the almost a summary-ish of the documentary, but I didn't. There's still a ton of stuff that they included. So if you don't, if you get a chance, go watch uh, The Woman Who Wasn't There. It's on Amazon Prime Video. So just click that little app 
that looks like somebody. Click, click the logo. Click the logo. I, what's crazy though? I was wondering why I heard that name, and I think it's because uh, I just heard the Republicans are trying to run her as a senator for Nebraska. Oh, okay. <laughs> it fits their whole profile of it does of new leadership in their party. Yeah, I'm sure there's probably a lot of people in the Republican Party who have faked credentials. Yeah, it's definitely not the first time. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, Tanya Head. Well, that was uh, crazy. I didn't know where that was going. That like, was a twit. You had me wrapped right uh, yeah. around your finger. I, just, I, like, did, I did write that, too, so I felt good about that. I was like, yeah. hey. And that was just like in between my kid watching Mighty Pups. There you go. So I didn't get distracted by that, so I felt good. Yeah, I was like, okay, so he's just going to bum us out. I mean, you know, it's an important event. We all kind of know what happened. Yeah. And he's gonna <laughs> I mean, I still bumped you out. Just yeah, not yeah, in the way yeah. you expected. Yeah. yeah. Twist. Like, I mean, it, twist. it still is sad, but you Tell did. a doom and gloom M. Night story. M. Shyamalan twist us there at the yes. end. Yes. Well, I mean, it wouldn't be an Alex story unless somebody was, unless it was at least mildly depressing. Yeah. I like it. Science Coda. What is happening, Ryan? I don't know what you're saying at all. I think it's great. I think it's great what's going on. <laughs> Did you do catch you, anything? No. Do you want me to cut? I'll cut this out. What are you trying to say? I'm just wondering if you like depression. <laughs> He's, <so laughs> He's over here miming stuff to us while the song's going on. You're, I'm trying to figure out. Like, yeah, it's something very depressing. You're like, I, I like it. <laughs> like, what? What are you, what are you well, I think he meant the story, not depression. Yeah, yeah, I like the story. I mean, I like, you know. I just thought that needed to be clarified. R.E.M., you know, everybody hurts sometimes. Like night swimming? <laughs> no, just everyone hurts sometimes. Oh, I see. So. <laughs> I had no idea what you were yeah. doing with that. It was like a whole mix of a bunch of, you're, yeah, miming. It was really fun. It made the drop feel like it was five minutes long. <laughs> yeah, no, it was very uncomfortable. For anyone that was... <laughs> Not in the room, basically everybody. It was just a very odd miming of weird things coming from Tyler. You we need a video. Eventually. Just eventually we need to get... I don't, like, you both looked in the corner that <laughs> yeah. I pointed to. If we, we could put a hidden camera in. Like, well, we're or like in the up, eye of the iguana. We're going to set up the studio. We still have a studio. Multiple camera angles. Yeah. But I thought you were using that with for your store. With this the single light. Designs, my bad. Yeah, that one. No, that's going to be down on Water Street. Oh, okay. In yeah, a warehouse. Gravel. The whole warehouse. Just a big empty warehouse and with gravel. cheese. And a lamp. Yeah, but you can't eat the cheese. You just have to feel it in your fingers. <laughs> oh, it's a big bowl. <laughs> just bowls of brie. Come down to Ben's Brie Bowls. <laughs> Is there All chocolate right. in the tomato sauce? <laughs> so back to science. Um, so once in a while, you know, I feel philosophical i feel like pondering the universe just once like in a while what breathe yeah. feel like because you crush it through your fingers yeah well that's what helps me think is tactile experiences but you know sometimes i like to think about like how did life begin right and so there's lots of different theories of, mm-hmm. of how life not like tyler's life but just life in general like big bang yeah big bang and all that shangalang see so, yeah, i rhyme there are you a musician you a poet too <laughs> i didn't know it, but, oh, boo all right yeah. But so the other day I saw a story which kind of brought those emotions back up to the surface. Okay. Um, uh, so deep beneath Antarctica, and it was locked underneath this ice shelf that was 260 kilometers away from the open ocean, they found a bunch of new strange forms of life. 
So the creatures were discovered by British Antarctic Survey during an attempt to gather sediment core samples from under the ice shelf. Um, and the ice shelf is called the Filkner Ron Ice Shelf. So they were tunneling 900 meters into this ice shelf when the drill hit a boulder. But what was unexpected was that there's a camera on that drill. And it revealed that there was this whole community of creatures that were clinging to this rock. They were already, yeah, they're living? Yeah, they're alive. Cool. So they're like, not up. microscopic, but like... No, like visible... Oh, wow. They're, you can see pictures. They're a weird, goopy thing. It's, they're, they're odd looking, and they're all stuck to this it's rock. It's like a blobfish? They're not fish. They're... But that kind of look. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're odd looking. Um, so they found, like, when they're boring, they do find mobile organisms from time to time because mm-hmm. they can get around. But what's weird is that they're stuck to the rock. Um, because they can't move around, they're typically filter feeders that rely on food to drift by or mm-hmm. fall down from above. But they're really, really far from open water and sunlight. So they live in complete darkness uh, in like negative 2.2 degrees Celsius. And so they believe this community to be 1,500 kilometers upstream from the closest source of photosynthesis. So it's not like they're able to filter feed on these photosynthetic things that will go by. They're so far away, so isolated. Um, So now they're trying to figure out how they obtain their nutrients. So it could be from... You know, chemicals in the glacial melt, mm-hmm. melting glaciers, or there's lots of things that uh, are chemotrophic instead of, like, photosynthetic. Okay. They, they, yeah. they process chemicals to get their energy. So they could be getting it from methane coming out okay, or, or something of that sort. So examples like this and other isolated communities that you can find, like even the isolated communities that live around, like, volcanic vents at the bottom of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um. They, they make me excited about the possibility of life oh, out in the universe, right? Because, like, these guys are locked away in an ice world in a very hostile environment. Um, so if life evolved in these hostile places on Earth, like, why couldn't it do it on Europa, which is the moon of Jupiter, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I'll talk about, or another exoplanet, which are just planets outside of our solar system. Mm-hmm. So, so let's talk about how life formed on Earth. Um, most people have heard of the primordial soup theory. Have you heard of that? Yes, but I'm trying to remember what... What do you remember of it, Tyler? It was referenced in the uh, final episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> was it? Um, like, I've definitely heard of it, but... Yeah. Yes. So like, it's what like you... cyanobacteria, like... In, like cyanobacteria? Yeah. Um, I speak French. So I go... <laughs> It go back further than that, because like, what do you what do you guys think about the beginning of the Earth, or like life, where it came from? What do, how do I think it began? Yeah, just curiously. I, I mostly subscribe to the Big Bang Adams theory. And, okay, so yeah, you get the Big Bang, and then everything starts coalescing into planets. Yeah. And, and then we have a but, solid mass, and it attracts gases. Then we create an atmosphere. We, volcanoes created the atmosphere, shooting out CO two and things. Mm-hmm. But like, how the life on our planet? I guess it's an evolution uh, from. Well, um, I, I saw I saw a video and I had to do my first communion where just a wind <laughs> wind blew and then the sand rolled off this guy Adam. <laughs> it's, uh, it's the only step one I've ever been. You really? There's, an, there's another step. I just thought that. <laughs> All right, so uh, I didn't mean to put you on the spot there. I was just curious if no, but the animation was good. 
<laughs> I'm glad you liked it. Um, so it's, it's a widely accepted theory, uh, and it was proposed in, in the 1920s. So it's been around for a while. And it's funny because actually two separate scientists proposed it, at, like, but they weren't in communication with okay. each other. So it has to be true. Of course. In the 1920s, we basically peaked in science <laughs> <laughs> in the 1920s. Pack it in. No, so there's before penicillin. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> sorry, continue. So according to, to one of them, in the perimeters uh, primitive Earth's surface, there's carbon, hydrogen, and water vapor, and ammonia reacted to form the first organic compounds. Okay, so the first building blocks for life. Mm-hmm. Um, but unbeknownst to this guy who was who only wrote in Russian, uh, there was an English scientist named John Burden Haldane. Uh, independently came to the same conclusion in 1929. And he was the first one to use this English guy, was the first one to use the term soup, all right? To describe this accumulation of organic material and water on the primitive earth. So they've changed the name, because scientists want to sound smart, to the heterotrophic theory. I like primordial soup better. Oh, it's yeah. way cooler. Yeah, I think you could order that. Yeah, you, just like- you could... I feel like you can pick it up like like slime like, in the ditch. Do you remember Gak? Yeah, yeah. Gak. I'm picturing Gak. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna have primordial soup at Designs for Ben. Bye, Ben. <laughs> With Ben. Uh, you can have a primordial <laughs> soup fountain. Yeah, and be like, look at the fountain of life. It's gonna be really a slow fountain, <laughs> just, just kind of oozing out of the top. It's just like it's just seafood chowder. <laughs> 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 the primordial fountain. Um, so basically, according to this theory, organic compounds were made on the primitive earth under these prebiotic conditions or before life conditions. And the mixture of these compounds with the water under this atmosphere of the old earth is referred to as the prebiotic soup. Um, there's still soup. Yeah. Important. You got to on the menu. Yeah. Soups. You can it. <laughs> soups on the menu. Um, so this is where life, they think, originated in the first forms, and they were able to use organic molecules to survive and reproduce and move on. So kind of what they think happened is that um, on this early Earth, like all these chemicals were exposed to energy in various forms to produce simple organic compounds. So they're sitting in warm or hot water, and they're thinking lightning strikes are also happening and injecting lots of energy into these systems. And somehow, in all this chaos and all this heat and all this movement, these chemicals combine to start making the building blocks for life. Your little tiny Frankenstein. Yeah. So these compounds accumulated into a soup, (laughs) which have been concentrated in various locations. So on shorelines, at ocean vents, like so these volcanic vents underwater. And then after more transformation, you'd have more complex uh, organic compounds, and ultimately life would develop of this so the theory talks about a hot hostile earth you know with these lightning strikes generating energy for the transformation of chemicals into this organic compound like amino acids which make up our proteins mm-hmm. uh, or our dna which is a cool molecule because yeah. it's, it's the only molecule that can replicate itself so it can remake itself it's a big one yeah now when i was in university i found out about this other guy with an alternate theory. And this is this is the theory that I really like. I find it very interesting and it makes me really excited about space. Um, so in 1997, there was a scientist named Stanley Miller and he performed an experiment 
um, which is the kind of the theory that I really like of how life started. So Miller had been wondering about an alternate theory for how life started on Earth and how it could possibly have formed on other cold planets. So Europa is always a good focus. As I said before, it's a moon of Jupiter. It's a very large moon, and it's made primarily of water. So it's, 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 it has high concentrations of water. And on the outside layer, there's a thick crust of ice, but scientists believe that it, it, it does have large liquid ocean under that crust. Okay. So not just ice there. So, like, I mean, liquid water is one of the big things that you want. You need to have it for life. Yeah, for life. So Europa is able to have liquid water due to the tidal gravity forces from Jupiter and the other moons. So basically, you think of how our moon uh, creates our tides, mm-hmm. where it actually bulges our planet. So the gravity of the moon is pulling our planet towards it. Well, Jupiter is so big that that gravity is so intense that it's actually like compressing and re- like expanding the planet over and over and over again. So it so has the majority enough doesn't energy yeah, yeah. that there's liquid water. And it's the same reason uh, why another moon of Jupiter called Io is the most volcanic body in our solar system. Oh. So you wouldn't think of this little moon way out in the solar system to be super volcanic, but basically there's four giant moons that all line up and all their gravity acts on each other and Io gets it the worst and it's basically like the insides of Io are being squeezed out through volcanoes. Oh, wow. <laughs> over and over, <laughs> over again. It's over getting again. played like an accordion. So it's very, very hot and molten. Another volcanic eruption. Uh, so does that mean it's like volcano. continually growing itself? No, it's just recycled. It's just recycled? Itself. Okay. Mm. So like a fountain. Yeah. The well, fountain of life. Yeah. Or Campbell's Chunky Soup. Designs by Ben. I remember there was the chunky uh, Boston clam chowder that wasn't very good. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't sound very good. I feel like this sounds like a trip to the toilet at 3 a.m. I never made it. Not enough of it got into me <laughs> <laughs> to explore that. I'm like, this is terrible. Yeah, this is bad. So, so Miller started his experiment 26 years before 1997 in 1972. And he took a mixture of ammonia and cyanide and he placed it into a vial. So he made a solution out of these two chemicals. So he used these chemicals because scientists widely agree that these are these chemicals existed on ancient Earth. So everybody's in, in agreement that they would have had ammonia and cyanide. So it's common knowledge amongst the science community or uh, other people that the more heat or energy you have in a system, basically the faster things will react. So chemicals react. And to some degree. So it's the same reason why instant coffee doesn't dissolve well in cold water. So the more right. energy Heated you have, the faster the molecules are moving, the more interactions the water's having with a coffee so that it can dissolve it. Right. <clears throat> so Miller wants to go a different way. So that's why this whole primordial soup theory is this theory of like heat and warmth and energy to, to create these, these substances, these pre-life molecules. So what he did instead is he placed his vials in a vat with dry ice to reduce their temperature to almost negative 78 degrees Celsius. So he chose his temperature because he wants to replicate the conditions on Europa. So now most people would agree that this is too cold to have your molecules in the solution interact enough to form the chemicals necessary for life. So... Because they're moving so slow, right? So they're not right. interacting with each other. So he's like, nah, I'm going to do it. So he puts the vials on ice and leaves it for 26 years. 
which sounds like a lot of time for an experiment, but if you're trying to create the chemicals for life, it is a it's blink. It's not going to happen overnight. It's a blink of an no. eye. Like, yeah. 26 years is very, very quick. Yeah. So we flash forward back to 1997, and the mixture of ammonia and cyanide, which is normally colorless, as he pulls it out of the ice, has deepened into this amber, uh, all these cracks all throughout the ice. So there's this deep red through all these cracks. So he looked at it, um, and one guy, like, he was pretty chill about it. His partner named Bada uh, was very shocked because they knew that that color meant um, that they'd made organic molecules. So they knew that something had happened, something had worked. So then they ran tests on it, um, and they were right. So, like, after, you know, a quarter of a century, this ammonia cyanide blend had created molecules of life. So they made nucleobases, which are the building blocks for RNA and DNA. So, like, that's incredible. So, the, yeah. wow. so they made, yeah, the little pieces that make up all DNA and RNA, they had created those just by freezing these two things for 26 years. Um, and they also made amo- uh, amino acids, which are the building blocks of proteins. Fine wine. <clears throat> yeah. Just delicious. Full-bodied. Yeah. A little dust on that bottle. <laughs> <laughs> So this is like, this is incredible, right? This is very, very cool. So for decades, those studying the origin of life had imagined that it emerged from these balmy conditions of these primordial soups and tropical ponds and boiling volcanic vents. Um, but these guys began to suspect that it began not in warmth, but in ice, at temperatures that few things can actually survive in. And they actually said, you know, these scientists said, actually, the laws of chemistry like kind of favor their theory, um, so they, they quoted to say, we've been arguing for a long time that cold conditions make much more sense chemically than warm conditions. So his frozen experiment, um, kind of proved this or gave more evidence to it. So the idea is, is that as the ice freezes, there's little micro bubbles that form in the ice and the chemicals would be compacted within those micro bubbles. And because they're so closely pressed into each other, it provides far more opportunities for those chemicals to interact with each other. So though things are moving very slow in this system, they're so compacted into each other. Almost accelerated in there. Yeah. Yeah. It did accelerate. They're like bonded together more closely because it's such a small space. Yeah. So these chemicals gathered in these pockets, uh, these little micro bubbles, and they're forced to interact with each other. And they, I mean, the, the experiment worked. They made you know, the building blocks for DNA and the building blocks for proteins out of ammonia and cyanide in 25 years, 26 years. Just the two. So that, that gets you excited because, like, if it can happen there, it can happen on Europa, it can happen on other planets. Are they assuming it has it now has happened in Europa based off of this? <laughs> well, it. I mean, there's a decent chance that it could have. Okay. Now, you know, it also probably takes a lot of luck for life to form, Mm-hmm. But it definitely, like, in an ever-expanding universe, like, there's somewhere else. It's got to have... Yeah, it's got to it's yeah. be somewhere. So even if it's not on Europa, it is somewhere. You know okay. what I mean? But it's just showing that, you know... That situation can happen. Yeah. So the last thing that kind of got me excited about this, I was doing astronomy in university. I took a course, and, um, and I kind of actually did like all this... you read tea leaves? Yeah. Oh, neat. Yeah, I'm a Taurus. It's clear. I'm, I'm actually a Cancer. Call me now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're all the rage. 
Yeah, I I love seeing her commercials, but she's an evil person. Well, why does she yeah. need a commercial? Isn't she a psychic? Yeah, she knows you're gonna she's call. Gonna, yeah, yeah. Maybe so she knew people weren't gonna call. I actually yeah. did a, a whole presentation about all of what I'm talking about. And he was going through your PowerPoint with us. No, I actually <laughs> lost it. I was kind of pissed because I was like, you know what? I want to talk about this because when I saw those little creatures, I was like, yeah, I want to talk about my uh, my origins of life. And um, I made a Prezi, and I forgot my login. I don't even know what email I would have used back, you know, it was like yeah. 10 years ago. So anyway, um, but when I was doing research, I found out about this cool meteorite. Um, so this last piece of evidence I'm going to talk about is the Merchants, a Murchison meteorite, which crash-landed in Australia in 1969. So this meteorite is a carbonaceous chondrite, uh, or a stony meteorite. So there's kind of three main groups. There's stony, there's iron stony, and then there's iron nickel. So one's like all rock, one's half metal, half rock, uh, yeah. one's all metal. So the coolest ones, I would say, are the half the stone, houses? half metal. So you see some cool cross-sections of that. They're very, very neat. How big are these? <clears throat> uh, it depends. This mm-hmm. was a, a large one. It was many kilograms. I forget the okay. actual measurement. But this was this was a big one, and it's still studied today. So it's a very important meteorite. Um, so, yeah, the thing that was special about this meteorite is the reason that it's still being studied, and is that it contained amino acids. So these building blocks for, blocks for protein. Amino acids from space. Yeah, space amino acids. What? Yeah. So, like, this thing, so either this process that, you know, happened on Earth is happening somewhere else and forming these amino acids, or these meteorites crashed to Earth bringing the amino acids and to jumpstart life, life, right? So, it's just really cool. Uh, and, the, and the neat thing is, is because you can say, well, how do you know that Earth didn't contaminate the meteorite with amino acids? Mm-hmm. Because that was the big, you got to know that it didn't come from us. But there's something called chirality. And so what it is, is basically different molecules, or the same molecule can have different configurations. And the amino acids on Earth have a certain configuration. And the amino acids from space had a different configuration that's not found on Earth. So that they know that these amino acids did not come from Earth. So it's just it's pretty wow. cool. Yeah. So the idea, I mean, let's combine a couple that, of things. That opens thinking, the crack of the door to life out there way bigger. Yeah. And I mean this I mean this has been known for decades. But uh, I just I just find it's really neat. And imagine if that crashed into ice, you know, you'd compound those two yeah. things and next so thing you our know, whole so what did this do to the science community? Did it Um Flip everything upside down? Well, the thing is, is there's not, not really. Um, There are some people that back it up. There are some people who still refute it. Um, But it's just an interesting thing. But, I mean, his experiment showed that it works. Yeah, it's a real thing. But the quite, I mean, the thing is, we're never going to know what started life here on Earth. Because we're a product of that. Can't go back. So we can't go back. Still fun. It's still fun. Like, that's just fun to think about. It's fun to to learn and. Make it make discoveries, yeah. Yeah, but it does reaffirm my belief that there is life out there. So it wasn't just mm. sand, and wind, and a cartoon at church. <laughs> no. I mean, that was part of it. 
That that hasn't yet been proven just, in the ice field. I just remember thinking it was cool because it looked like He-Man. I'm like, oh, finally. He-Man at church. <laughs> this is what Sweet. I'm waiting for. <laughs> I'm all I'm dialed in all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. Do they at least like show like the rib being removed to create... I don't remember. I, I, I tuned out and I noticed he didn't have his sword. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, there's no power grace going on this one. Yeah. No Tila. Alrighty, folks. I want to thank you for coming along for episode 13 with the Baroncast crew. It's a pleasure, as always, to have you with us. I just want to send a little reminder out there to subscribe to us on social media and, more importantly, leave us a... Episode 13. And check us out next week for episode 13. Oh, I am getting off on the wrong foot. At any rate, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Those five stars do a lot to help us get discovered by other people, and it's very much appreciated. As always, good night.